Welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. It's finals day, um, part two. Part yes. um, so we didn't give, bring you one yesterday because you're going to get a fun-packed uh, you know, fun uh, podcast today. We're going to, I'm joined, of course, by... Mert Ertanga. Uh, I'm obviously <laughs> Ros Sata. And um, we're going to chat about um, the phenomenon that, quite frankly, was uh, Ashley Barty yes. and her win over Marketa Vondrusova. Uh, her first slam uh, I have to say I went into her press conference and she is a shining light Aussie press need to understand that they've got an absolute gem that they should be promoting to the hilt instead of giving airtime to Nick Kyrgios and all of his antics that he does I am sure a lot of the time for uh, attention she yeah. is uh, she radiates Positivity, first she of all. Really you, I does. mean, I, I felt positive being in, being in there. You, 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 people feel positive just around her, and in fact, I've been, um, I've even been in matches in the past years where I was with the person who she was facing, or I was friends with the person who she, she was facing. Therefore, you know, supporting her, and even then, we, we, she, she always gives good vibes. In other words, she's very positive, very, um, just well behaved on the court, and and, and incredibly, uh, and incredibly focused. Oh. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, she, she, she's tuned into the match. She's, she's a fighter. In, in every way, she's great. She, um, I mean, right from the start, she uh, halted Von Drusova's attempts to get anything going in her game. Uh, one of the things that we asked was, you know, did you not feel that you could drop shot? And she said, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I wasn't allowed to play my game. A lot of it also, I think, certainly at the beginning, was being overwhelmed by the occasion. She hadn't played on Chatrier. She hadn't practiced on Chatrier even. She practiced that morning when I came in. Um, you know, can you give us an insight of what a difference it makes to play or, or at least practice or even be on a show court as yes. opposed to a court like Simon Mathieu, which is a beautiful court, but actually quite intimate? Yes, that, exactly. That is the big, you just touched it on that last sentence. It's, it's not necessarily the surface. You know, sometimes there will be in these majors or big tournaments, even the surface will have a little bit of variance when, you, when you're on Chatria or versus second or third court. But here it's not, it's not an issue of, uh, of, um, of surface. If you've never played in, in a court like that, or even practiced, and quite frankly, even if she, even if she did practice, there are no spectators, right? If when you first enter a court like that, you're just simply in awe, and you feel like you're in the middle of an arena, and you probably never had that many eyes on you. Not only you're playing for the for the for the for the title for for the for the title of a major, but at the same time, you are playing in an environment where there's going to be oohs, ahs. You miss a shot, you, instead of having maybe your mom or dad or your few uh, supporters put their hands on their face, no, here you have 2,000, you know, 1,000 people going, oh, you know, and then you hit a great shot, perhaps you they clap uh, for a long time, and you hear these things. There's no way for a player like her in her first time in a stadium like Chatrier to block that out. Right. You know, a, a lot of, that's one of the lessons that you learn as you start playing the big stage, is to be able to block out. You know, you hear that cliche, right? Block everything else out. Well, there's no way Von Drosova could block all that out yesterday. Right. So that's the disadvantage that she said compared to Barty. But let's let's at the same time not over uh, over uh, overdo uh, Barty's um, experience either. Mm -hmm. You know, she's in, she, that, it was her first uh, major final too. So. 
but but at the same time it's not comparable when you've never been on a court like Shatria. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Barty, of course, had won Miami this year. That was her biggest career title to date. Um, and, you know, I think it sets her up nicely for something like this. She had a very good game plan. I mean, she admitted against Anisimova she played some great tennis. She also played some awful tennis. And she said it again to, uh, yesterday in, in the press conference that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it had been some ups and downs. It's been a real roller coaster for Barty. But she made it look effortless yesterday. Yes. It really was a, a, a tour de force yes, and from she, her. Exactly. And she did something that most of, most of Androsova's opponents don't do for some reason. And I've mentioned this maybe last week in one of our one of our casts, is that she actually played, she balanced it out between playing Vondrosova's forehand and backhand. And she even sometimes put the pressure on Vondrosova's forehand, who, where she has a bigger backswing, she's more prone to errors. With her backhand, she's, she's able to accelerate with her lefty backhand. So she, she did that a little bit more than other players do because many other players get stuck just playing to her to her backhand for some reason and she, her backhand side is stronger. And also she took advantage of, uh, of Vondrosova's second serves. She sliced some of them back. She even hit short cross-court uh, angles on, on some of the returns and she tried to take charge from the beginning. It, you know, if we just talk about um, variety in, the, in Barty's game, clay courts are actually not bad for her they're suited fairly well i'm not going to say she's she's better <laughs> on she's a great grass court player you know i th- i think grass courts are, are her best surfaces but uh, her game is not that uh, um, far away from 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 you know being able to use her weapons on clay yeah, I mean, it's interesting. This time last year, she was saying after Charleston, you know, each each clay court um, week is a week closer to the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's 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 getting there. Um, but I mean, how amazing uh, a run for her for somebody that, you know, was just like, yeah, you know, it's a six week period. I mean, maybe that's where she's actually quite like curious in that respect. It's like, you know what, it's this like six to eight week period of playing on red stuff that stains your socks and then, you know, bring bring us to the grass. Yes. Now, I think, you know, she, she's in a, in a great position to bring and she has got an all court game and she has got an all surface game. Yes. I just don't know why she's ever felt that this isn't this isn't her thing, but but it is her thing. Somebody else who, for whom clay is definitely a thing, of course, is the king of clay, Mr. Rafael Nadal. Um, and we will be seeing him in action again against Dominic Team shortly for the second straight year. Now, just, Another just clay that. course specialist. But yes. just that alone is, is quite remarkable, I think. Yes. Um, let, let, let's look at uh, Team's trajectory here. It was, our, it was his fourth semifinal in a row. And now she's in his second. I mean, he's in his second final in a row. So you see that we've got a player who's not just having this big jump up and skyrocketing to the top, but he's he's digesting and and marinating every single uh, success, and he's advancing little by little. In other words, he's he's, he's not uh, he's, he's taking his time. And these kind of progress are usually end up with a victory. You know, it's kind of like you, you put the work in and you bear the fruits later. Well, this is, his f- this is his fourth year in a row that he's in the semis, second year now that he's in the finals. He may not get it this year, but at this rate, I do not see team not winning a French Open sometimes in the future. I mean, I didn't realize that it was his fourth in a row, um, which in itself is, is remarkable. And, I, and, and I, he's, uh, sorry, he's 2-1 no, no, no. um, against Djokovic now. 
Yeah. And uh, he, be, he beat him uh, He beat him in the French Open just, already. Let's yeah. just talk about that, Matt. I mean, I, I, what amazed me in that semi-final was that for a lot of Djokovic's shots, you know, knife volleys at the net, coming in to try and finish off the points, against anybody else, a lot of those shots would have been winners. Team was able to get almost everything back. And I was just watching, like, kind of, geez, how is he getting to everything? He's very fast. The it team is amazing. incredibly fast. His first step is incredibly quick. And uh, and w- uh, about uh, Djokovic coming into the net, you know, Djokovic f- fell into a trap there a little bit because his his coming to the net worked Friday. He he won a lot of points at the net. In fact, he won some crucial points serving and volleying on Friday. In the second set, for example, in the one-all game, he's down 15-40. He pulls two serving volleys and and, and and he saves them. So when uh, when to when sa- when Saturday began. His first serving volley also worked on an important point at 3-4 in the fourth in the third set. And then he thought, okay, I can pull this off today again. And then he did it, he overdid it. He did it like four yeah. times in a row where it didn't work. And two of them came at that 5-6 game in the third set where he was actually doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, when they came back onto the court, he was the better player until that 5-6 game where he committed four unforced errors and tried those two serving yeah. volleys. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, credit to, to Djokovic. It was amazing. He came back. They came back onto court, won three. He pulled it right back. Um, I mean, that whole match was, was incredible. We often say that the semifinals, my old mum used to say, the semifinals can sometimes give you the best matches of the lot. And everybody felt that, you know, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer would be the de facto final. I'm sorry, but if you ask me... Djokovic and team was a de facto final. That that could well have been the the final. The the quality of the of the tennis in terrible conditions. It has to be said. I mean, on Friday it was it was abysmal. Yes, yes. <laughs> Is it acceptable for me to differ a little bit with you on on, on, on that thing? Okay, I, yeah, because I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say that uh, the quality and most of it. I agree with you that the conditions stopped that. But I felt like the quality uh, was very spotty. In other words, we've had some mm. good streaks, some bad streaks, and and towards the end there, it w- it turned into, in my opinion, a battle of errors. In other words, who uh, you know who who commit less, who would commit less, and who who would not commit them on big <laughs> points? You know, yeah. at, at the very end. I mean, you know, J- Djokovic is looking good. And then he makes four mistakes in a row to lose his serve. Yeah. And then team team goes at 40-15, and he plays four oh. four dismal points to lose that game. So it's five all again. And then Djokovic loses. I mean, it, it was just a, you know who, who's going to stop a war of attrition. Exa- exactly <laughs> a war of attrition. And and finally, so so it's kind of a it, it's kind of ironic that the match ended on a great winner. Yeah. You know because because up to that point, the last 20 minutes or so, we've had a lot of errors. And so one, one, one last thing, um, when, when, they, when, they, when they came back from that last stop at 1-4 down, 4-1 mm. deuce, Djokovic once again started well, and he, and he worked his way back into the match. That's why it's kind of surprising that he had those two terrible games again. But, uh, but, he, but I will say this, though, his body language was uh, a little bit concerning, I felt, before they stopped. At, at 3-1, 4-1, up to deuce, before they, he, he almost looked like he was ready to get out of the court, you know, mm. but... Uh, Okay. A bit schlumpy and it and happens beaten. sometimes, yes. Um, so come on, let's put, let me put you on the spot. Nadal versus team. Well, I'm go, I'm going to go with Nadal, and and I'm going to go ahead and say in straight sets. In really? Straight sets. Yeah, a couple of close sets followed by a third, maybe less close set. 
something like seven five seven six six two or or, or something like that. I, I'm going to say that team gets a set. I, I mean, I said this last year. Team, in, in order for team to have any kind of um, hope, he has to get the first set. And I think I think the same is true this of year. Course. And I think the the adrenaline. He spoke about it. He said, you know, I'm full of adrenaline now. I'm going to be full of adrenaline tomorrow. Uh, and I'm ready to leave it all out there on the court. And I actually believe that he is. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he didn't last last year, but he did look like a little boy lost last year. Yeah, he will go out with a belief this yeah, with, with much more belief this year. Um, yes. So I think he's going to take the first set. I think yes. he's going to take a set off him. I think he could even take two if Nadal's um, level drops because he hasn't been tested at all. Mm -hmm. As I said, you know, just consider this. Coming into this, the only person to take a set off him is David Goffin. Yes. Just stop and think about yeah, that. Stop for and a think moment. about that for a second. And and I completely um, I, I, I completely agree with you in the in, in the potential of what you're saying. Because Rafa could once again have a slow start. You know, he, he could have a slow start and team is team doesn't I don't think he will have a slow start. He's been playing tennis regularly now for the last uh, three days, competitive <laughs> tennis. So I don't think he will have a slow start. So yes, there is a chance that team may win the first set. I, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I, I would love for you to turn out right and we go to a fifth set. Let me and, put it like this. If know. he gets the first set, just look across and you'll just see me. Like yes, <laughs> yes. I will be the first one to give you credit, Ross, in, in our next one, if he gets the first set. Okay, well, with any luck, we will get back to you um, with some words after the final. Um, but until that time, uh, you have been listening to Ross Sato. And Murta Tunga. Uh, we'll catch you a little bit later.